The Florida Panthers were not opportunistic against the Winnipeg Jets in their Saturday night matchup. But on today's show, we're going to discuss how the Florida Panthers play through their last eight games is good signs that if they continue this, they will qualify for the 2023 postseason. We're going to discuss that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Sunday, March 12th on Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I am Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also subscribe to the YouTube channel and send in your five-star rating on whichever podcast app you listen to for your chance to win some tickets to a future Florida Panthers game. So best of luck, everybody. So the Cats, they fall to the Winnipeg Jets by a final score of 5-4. to four. In this back-to-back for them, they get three out of the four points. Uh, and with Sergey Bobrovsky going on the back-to-back, which is necessary for a goaltender who you're going to need to ride with, uh, mostly for the rest of the season as you're still desperate and in need to just do whatever it takes to come out with wins and come out with points while you're in this playoff race. And it is a Sunday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, which means it is another edition of Sunday with Slump. Alex Slump from Full Press Hockey is back for another edition of the show. Alex, welcome back to Lockdown Panthers. Hey, good to be back, Armando. Thank you, as always, for, for for coming on. And let's just talk about the Florida Panthers game versus the Winnipeg Jets. Of course, Paul Maurice's former team. And with, with the Panthers coming out with a, with a big o- overtime win over the Chicago Blackhawks. And the Panthers, lately, in, in the beginning of the season, they have fared very poorly in, in overtime. And and they, on Friday, they proved... A, not necessarily prove, but they they were getting a win. They got a win, and even before that, they were starting to not drop that extra point in 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 overtime periods. And of course, unfortunately, it didn't happen on on Saturday night against the Winnipeg Jets. But the story of this game for the Panthers is continuing to play from behind. And for for the Panthers, the it, it's it's been the first period most of the season that has been a positive for them and it's just for the for the final period it's just been blowing the leads or whenever they were behind it was uh it was it was teams extending leads but for this one it was the panthers uh falling behind early once again and this isn't the chicago blackhawks that they were playing this time so it was going to be a little bit of a harder hill to climb uh for for the panthers i mean and the Panthers were dominating possession, but it was just the rush chances that were hurting, uh, hurting the Cats in this one. Of course, uh, especially on that second goal where we haven't seen Sergey Bobrovsky give up that questionable goal, but that second one from mm-hmm. Nikolai Ehlers, where he he's uh, not to, he doesn't creep up too much on his uh, 
on on his crease uh beats yeah. uh his beat is beaten far side but also the story is going to the box four times in 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 that in that first period yeah uh definitely a few things to be frustrated with there but i think overall um i look at this back to back and you're pleased with it obviously um you know, you're not pleased with the very start of that Chicago game, but you get the two points, so it doesn't matter. Uh, the the Panthers haven't been too strong in back-to-backs all season. In, in fact, they've out of the nine they've played so far this year, they've only won that second game uh, of the back-to-back once. That was against Boston uh, right after Christmas, I believe it was, or, or sometime around then. And I think only three of the games have actually even collected a point. So the fact that they came away with something here was uh, big for the team. I like that. Uh, but it was a game that, yeah, they could have they could have and should have won. They dominated possession. Again, we saw them uh, pepper uh, the Jets with shots. That's uh, kind of being sort of a tail of the season, out shooting the opponents by so much, not getting anything. But some defensive lapses, that Nikolai Ehlers goal shouldn't have happened. It was weird to see Bobrovsky not being so aggressive on his crease, uh, come out and take that angle away. Um, there was also the Nemestikov goal um, where he didn't get picked up off the draw. I didn't like that. Um, I know it's mm-hmm. kind of one of those things where, like, whose player was it? But Duclair, you see him just kind of standing there on that. And then uh, Forslein is trying to come across from the other side to to take the angle and it's just you know that was one where i kind of saw duclair i was like maybe you you jump off down and do that but uh you know a few defensive lapses shooting themselves in the foot with the penalties i mean this team needs to figure that part out and stop taking so many penalties uh give themselves a chance but like you said you want to look for some silver linings it's the fact that this team has been able to battle back uh we were very used to that last season uh being down the cardiac cats and we haven't seen much of it this year um so having them come back against uh, the Blackhawks, and then doing it again the next night, being tired on a back-to-back, the, it, it's, that's a really good sign from this team that they believe in themselves and that they don't feel that they're ever out. So that's uh, really good stuff moving forward. Yeah, and the Nikolai, um, the Nemestikov goal you're talking about is the is the second goal, the the one that made it 4-2 at the time. And oh. just even after the, even after the uh, for, first period, Winnipeg only had nine shots on goal, but six of them, um, six of them came on the power play. So it just goes to show, like what what the Panthers were continuing to do on on five on five, and also some of the missed opportunities. I mean, the 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 Panthers. I mean, Matthew Kachuk with another three uh, three point night, which now the Matthew Kachuk teams, whenever he scores three points, are forty zero oh, and two. The unfortunately, the second one, second loss came last night. Uh, the the in 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 overtime for. The for the Panthers, I mean, of course, getting get, getting, it, get, getting the first one on Montour shot that's off the end boards and, and and all and but and then with with this team coming from 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 behind multiple times and and then of course uh on the power play goal which the Panthers were great on the on the power play in, in this one getting three of them uh, with Barkoff Ryan and Reinhardt playing tic tac toe uh, right right before making it two one. And and then for the Panthers, it was also missed opportunities. And I, I know it, it's it's cool that Mark Stahl has gotten three goals in the last few weeks after getting none <laughs> in the la, in the in the in the first sixty plus um, games of the of the season. Mm. But a big missed opportunity by Eric Stahl uh, to to score when Hellebuck was right out of his net and then hits the post. And then mm-hmm. in overtime, Sam Reinhart. With, oh. with an open net, with uh, with with uh, Hellebuck being a little late, la- going laterally to his left, and then misses the net, and then Mark Shifley gets the game winner 
as, as he's uh, as he beats Sergey Bobrovsky in, in in overtime. But also uh, for 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 the Panthers, I mean, it's it, it's been it's been that type of story for this season. Control control the puck possession, but as far as quality shots, opportunistic. The the Winnipeg Jets were just that opportunistic on Saturday night. Yep, uh, that's just the way it goes sometimes, and uh, super frustrating having that happen to you, where you just yeah, you get all these chances and you're not capitalizing, and you give up one to the opposing team, and and they make it count. So uh, those are frustrating. Uh, that overtime one though. Yeah, you look at Reinhardt, empty net. I know it's a tough angle, but then it goes down the other way and Shifley shows him how that angle's done. You're like, come on. So mm-hmm. uh, that one's tough, but uh, that's that about Kachuk. That is something else, 40-0-2. Um, it's good to see his play turning up. I know there's a lot of people on the socials who are kind of, um, you know, seeing the lack of goal scoring he had. Obviously, he contributes in a lot of other ways on the ice, not just, uh, in the goal department, but uh, people kind of noticing, hey, one goal last 12 games, um, you know, he is your you know, best player or arguably the best player on your team. You need him uh, to be performing and putting up those goals and assists during this kind of a run. Um, people kind of make note of it. And then he gets three points, uh, you know, in one period against the Blackhawks and then three points the next. So uh, I don't know, maybe he like felt it all from us who were talking about <laughs> it. So it's good to see him turn it up and, um, you know, be the superstar that he is because the Panthers need that uh, the rest of the way going forward. So it's good to see his game going up. But yeah, frustrating that this team struggles to find the back of the net. And I honestly, I don't have an answer for that. I can't figure it out how they generate so many chances, so many shots on net, and they're just, the the goals aren't there. It seems like an anomaly. I can't figure it out. If you if you do, please let me know. But I have no idea. It, it, I mean, it happened during the Bob Bugner years too with, with, with this team as well. And also, I feel like I, I also feel Anthony Duclair is getting close to just yeah. breaking out. And he the the before when the when Kachuk scored on that power play goal to which was his thirtieth of the season. That's uh, worth noting. Uh, mm-hmm. So another thirty goal season for the, the Florida Panthers uh, for the excuse me for Matthew Kachuk. And Duke had a beautiful opportunity, and the Mestikov hooked him, and that was going to be. A for sure goal for Anthony Duclair. His only goal was an empty net goal against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But yeah. I feel like Anthony Duclair is just so close to just breaking out for for this uh, for this um, for him coming back from injury. And of course, yeah, situations absolutely. where Mark Stahl and Gus Forsling were both pinned to the boards, no calls on that one. But of course, uh, seeing the replay again for Gus Forsling, he was falling towards uh, uh, to, towards his right, and and it looked worse than it should have. And mm-hmm. outside of outside of that, when Lomberg and Stanley went to the box. The Panthers were not down a man really after the first period. So it's just, they cleaned it up in the penalties mm-hmm. so, uh, as far as the rest of the game. But as far as shooting yourselves in the foot too, really early, that's exactly what the Panthers did on, on Saturday night. But we're going to transition over to segment number two. We're going to talk more of silver linings on what the Panthers have done during the last eight games, the last 30 how they have performed in the third period and with this play as of late is 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 does it give us more confidence that they will make a run and make the postseason we're going to discuss that next here on the lockdown florida panthers podcast but first we're going to tell you all 
about Athletic Greens. And our next partner has, is a product that I literally use every day. And I started taking AG, AG1 because sometimes I need a little bit of a break from the Cuban coffee that I make from, for myself at home. So what is this stuff? There's one delicious scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients support your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition with just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Back on this Sunday, March 12th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast where the Florida Panthers dropped this game against the Winnipeg Jets by a final score of 5-4 to four in overtime. Pick up a point, but overall on the night, it was a net positive for the Panthers as the New York Islanders lose to the Washington Capitals at home. And somehow the Capitals, despite selling at the deadline, have creeped up a little bit in the standings uh for 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 that for them and ottawa losing to vancouver uh, in regulation but let's talk about what the panthers have done over the last 30 games uh alex they're 17 10 and 3 a 6 6 16 points percentage in, in that span since january 1 mm-hmm. their last eight is 5 2 and 1 which is a 785 points percentage. Yeah, it's a little harder to talk about this after a loss, but we've been talking about 7 to set to 750 hockey that that the that the Panthers would need to play uh, in in order to in, in order to get to in in order to get to in, in order to get to the postseason, actually, I, I actually calculated that wrong. Hold on, <laughs> it, it's not it's not seven eighty five. It's a six eighty six eighty seven. That's a six eighty seven points percentage uh, for 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 the Panthers in their in their last in in their last eight. So that's around that's around the area that they would still need to to qualify for the postseason. But look at this. Prior to the game against the Chicago Blackhawks, five goals in the last four, one at, at five on five. And only averaging one goal against at five on five in the last six games altogether. That's include that's that that's including even falling behind in against Chicago, against Winnipeg on on, on Saturday on Saturday night. Barkov, fourteen shots on goal in 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 the last four games since coming back, which the Panthers are three zero and one as well. This point pace for the Panthers. In, in their last in their last eight still gives them an opportunity to get in i know we're scoreboard watching at the moment at, at the moment still but how, how how are you how are you seeing how are you seeing the this last stretch for the panthers and i know it's tough when this team goes to the box so much that <laughs> they that they get, don't give themselves uh an opportunity sometimes to pick up two points every night mm-hmm. but how are you seeing this this pace for the panthers I mean, it's great. It gives me a lot of confidence in in this team to make the playoffs. Obviously, they don't control their destiny. They're still trying to fight their way in. But all those things that you just shared are 
indicative of a team that uh, is totally capable of climbing the standings, making uh, the playoffs here. You go back to, yeah, January 3rd. This team has only lost back-to-back games once in that time. That's incredible. It's a three-game losing streak. So they are getting a lot more consistent. And this is sort of what we were talking about, how it was going to be two different kinds of seasons with the Panthers. All the new personnel, new coach, new system, yada, yada. It takes time for that to all come together and and that was what we're seeing through october november december and it was very frustrating as a fan to uh, go through those growing pains but now we are seeing the fruits of that labor and you know you're seeing it not just in the wins they're getting but how they're winning uh the ability to come back like you said how they're limiting teams uh on uh, five on five play and really you look at all they need to do and it's if they can clean up their um discipline stay out of the box i mean this team's got everything going for it and they can absolutely go on a run. You know, the last 16 games, they have a couple of those three game win streaks uh, sandwiched in there. That's uh, something that was so elusive to the team, you know, just a few months ago. So I like the way they're trending. Um, And obviously there's not much time to do it and they're going to have to play fairly perfect hockey. But with what I have seen in the last few weeks, last couple months, even I really like what this team is doing. The biggest Uh, or the most important thing when you're trying to make the playoffs and every game matters is to not fall into a losing streak. And the fact that they haven't lost back-to-back is big. And that's something Matthew Kachuk said at the very beginning of the season. He said, good teams don't lose two in a row. This team hasn't lost two in a row since January. So this is a good team. 9-0-1 after a regulation loss for this Florida Panthers team. But I I did do a little bit of research on, on Paul Maurice teams from I and I, I wanted to go a little bit more recent, which which was his Winnipeg team from 2014 to 2022, and I wanted to see. I kind of wanted to see if there were signs of change as far as his teams not going to the penalty box a, a good amount of times. And 2020, 2014 to 2022, his Winnipeg Jets teams were the second had the second most PIMs. Uh, behind the Pittsburgh Penguins, but what did the Penguins do? They won back-to-back cups um, during that span. So it's not always a 100% indication of wins and losses there, but as far as PK percentage, seventh worst in, in that in that span. As far as as far as far as that, so it, of course the Panthers are right now the fourth worst in 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 the NHL. Excuse me, fifth worst right right now as far as that. You get a little bit, a few more kills. You stay out of the box a little bit. You're, you're talking maybe like making up like maybe a difference of like one to two points, maybe a little bit of a different conversation. But this goes back to just style of play. And what do we mean by style of play here? It's whenever it's last year's team, free flowing, run and gun, not all, not always necessarily in your face as, as much as, as this, as this. Um, uh, under Paul Maurice, the Panthers are uh, are in your face on the forecheck. Sticks sticks are in as far as trying to intercept passes in the neutral zone as well, and that's going to cause the the um, the stick infractions here and there. Mm-hmm. It, it it it's for me the which doesn't bother me too much. The 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 thing that bothers me mostly is the bench miners too. The the too many men on the ice. That that's that's just for me it's just when it's inexcusable for 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 this team. But as far as the stick infractions, it can be it can be cleaned up a little bit, but as far as that, 
it also tells me that this is just going to be the continuous trend for 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 this team as and i'm not sure if it's also personnel on the pk as well but it, it just it's just also a sign of this team is likely going to continue going to the box based on what Palmer's teams were from 2014 to 2022. Yeah, no, exactly. That's, that's just it. It's a style of play. Uh, you want Palmer's to be your coach. This is a byproduct of it. Uh, his style, he likes this in your face um, sort of play and you know, it's effective, but what comes with it? Well, yeah, there's a lot more penalties. So I think you kind of have to look at it. If you're Bill Zito and say, okay, well, this is what we get. Um, you know, if I, I want to keep going forward with, with Paul Maurice and I like this system, uh, you know, you have to look in the off season at getting, you know, like focusing on getting really good penalty killers because at the end of the day, you're going to be in the box most likely every single night. So, uh, it just comes down to, okay, what sort of adjustments do we make here? You know, if we can use his system, Maurice's system and be successful and still scoring goals and winning games, uh, you know, then you got to clean it up in those areas. So I see Bill Zito kind of taking a look at this, find personnel that helps a PK in the offseason. Maybe you take a look at the the special teams coach, right? Who's uh in charge of doing all the PK stuff and everything, you make some changes there. But as long as you have Paul Maurice behind your bench, unfortunately you're gonna be penalized more just because it's the style of play. Uh yeah, but bench miners that you're talking about, that stuff is that's elementary right there. I mean, you you, you know, you you take those in PB hockey that you can't be making mistakes like that. That is frustrating to see at the professional level. Maybe that happens, you know, honestly, like once a month, it, it seems like it's a regular occurrence. I don't know how you're getting so mixed up in your line changes like that uh, to be taking so many, too many men's, but that is something that has to get polished up. Um, but otherwise this is just kind of what it's going to be. So, um, I mean, you can't bring in any players right now. So um, I don't know. I guess you got it. Maybe try some different mixes out on the, on the PK um not quite sure how they want to do that going forward i know in the playoffs it kind of changes and you just make a, a penalty kill designed against that specific team and and that's something that i'm sure paul Maurice will be able to do but going forward i don't know if how he's going to want to do that so mm-hmm. no, yeah no, no no doubt so it, it, the 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 point yeah so the point in bringing that up is mostly if if our expectations are that this team isn't going to be going to the box much for the next 15 games uh time to temper our expectations a little bit when it when it comes to that that's for sure <laughs> okay, when it comes to when it comes to uh this team but we're going to transition over to segment number three where it's time to kind of shift our focus on the the teams above the panthers instead of the teams uh behind uh the panthers as far as the scoreboard watch on uh, around the nhl as games in hand are starting to balance out we're going to discuss this next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Built Bar. And are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but they taste like a candy bar and maintain amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even need to wait around to get a box of Built Bars. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, and now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your local nearest Walmart today. Walk to this pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, and coconut puffs. If you're close to the Sam's Club, 
grab in a grab a 13 bar box with hit flavors brownie batter and churro you can thank me later third and final segment here on this sunday march 12th edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast and so with and and, and i tweeted this yesterday alex where this five two and one stretch for for the Panthers, which has them at a six eighty seven uh, points percentage, the Panthers have had stretches of three days off twice, two days off twice, four days off coming up once. Now, the the teams behind the Panthers, none of them have now a better points percentage than the Cats. None, uh, especially after Ottawa losing to Vancouver last night. And of course, if if we're trying to look at how those teams' games in hand will go and if they tie with the Panthers in the next few few days, will they pass Florida? Pa- Buffalo has two games in hand. If they win both of them, will they pass the Florida Panthers? No. If the Ottawa Senators get 3 out of 4 points, in their next two, where they're on a tough Canadian road swing. Well, they'll play Calgary and Edmonton in the, in the next few days. And the Florida Panthers face Ottawa twice. So mm. so will they pass the Florida Panthers as far as tie-breaking scenarios? No, because regulation wins. Yep. Washington, they can pass Florida. They've played the same amount of games. They're two points behind. And, even, um, and they can still pass them as far as points. In, in the next in in the next few games, but if they tie, they still won't pass in the tiebreaker for them. So why am I asking this? It's time. I I think we're at that point where it's time to look at the teams above, the Pittsburghs. Well, if if Pittsburgh wins today against the Rangers, not so much. But I think it's yeah. going to narrow down to the Islanders uh, yeah. here. So I think it's slowly becoming a two-team race. Uh, or, or and maybe even three teams, depending on what o- Ottawa does in the next few games. But it's the, it's time to really look and focus mostly on that. And the Islanders still have one more regulation win than the Panthers, mm-hmm. as far as that tiebreaker. That's a very important important yeah. one there. And they they're going on a California swing uh, mm-hmm. in 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 the in the next few days, and they'll be playing a back to back there. And by the time the Florida Panthers play again on Thursday, they'll have three games in hand on the New York Islanders before playing the Montreal Canadiens on Thursday. And we spoke about even prior to these big gaps of what I just listed, the three days off, the two days off, and now this one four. Mm-hmm. The Panthers have been winning their games in this 5 2 and one stretch. And and we're starting to see how it's starting to equal, equal out. And – for the Islanders, LA is not an easy task. There, I, I believe they're twenty nine twenty. Uh, let me look at LA's uh, home record real quick. They are seventeen nine and two at at home. So a pretty a pretty good home record for for the LA Kings as well. They're going to face the Anaheim Ducks in that stretch, so I'm expecting a win. But still, you're going to have three games in hand uh, at, at at the end of the day when you when you do take the ice again. So as far as as far as importance of what we're looking at, it, it's it's 
it's balancing out as the Panthers now sit points percentage-wise. They are the first team out. And to not fret is where I'm getting at, is if if there is a little bit of a, a passing as far as points, the Panthers, that this 5-2-1 stretch, they've, they've, they've done what they needed to do. Of, of course, can it be better? Absolutely, it can. Mm-hmm. But the, the focus now is the teams that you unfortunately do not play again because the teams that they don't play again are behind them. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think that's probably the only bad part of their schedule is that they don't have any more games against the Islanders and, and Penguins here in this stretch. But um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Time to shift the focus. We're looking at Pens and Islanders more so Islanders yet unless uh, uh, Penguins bobble their next two here um yeah penguins kind of had a bit of a resurgence and you know they're poised to kind of run away with that top wild card spot here in the next week so i think we just kind of zero in on uh on new york and and you know you look at their schedule they've got this west coast one that includes you know san jose and the ducks um you know obviously heavy in favor for the islanders but i mean that's a big uh you know the the time zone shift and i feel like that does have an effect so maybe uh they only go 500 there but by thursday you're right the panthers are gonna have a really good idea about where they stand uh going forward and the thing that i really like about their schedule is they had a lot of break here and they did well in being able to rest get healthy uh you know, win for the most part, like you said, five, two, and one. But now when they take the ice on Thursday, I believe it's the rest of the way. They only get a day off uh, in between each game. I think they only have one where there's going to be a multiple, uh, like two day off. And so that's really good for getting in your rhythm. Everything is going to be playoff style hockey. Uh, you know, you, you, you have your game, you have a rest game rest game rest it gets you in a really good rhythm uh if you happen to have a bad loss you have no time to be thinking about it uh it's just on to the next Uh, and i really like that kind of a schedule for a team who's got their back up against the wall really has to push forward Uh, i feel like that's a a a schedule that's conducive to to just getting the best out of your team so um it allows for rhythm and allows them to uh yeah i think get on a good roll here so i uh I'm looking forward to it. There's going to be a lot of scoreboard watching here. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, looking forward to this last uh, this last push. And I'm looking at it right now, right in front of me. Two only two day gaps twice. That's what. Okay, yeah. And that is that doesn't come till April, uh, where after after their Eastern Canadian swing, where they where they face the Atlant- um, their their foes in the Atlantic Division. And then in between game 81 and game 82 yeah, as well, go, of course. Right? So it, it's it, even then it might come to a situation where game 82 might be a win in your win in your in situation. Sure. And I might be getting ahead of myself here, <laughs> but on, on April, on April 13th, when the, when the Panthers face off against the Carolina hurricanes at home, the New York Islanders will have already played game 82 on the Wednesday, the day before. Wow. So it, it, there, there might be a situation where you might not need to scoreboard watch on that night when you play the Canes and it's just everything right there in front, in front of you, but two back-to-backs two. you're, yep. you're, you've gotten most of them out of your way. And uh, I actually took a picture on my phone of the, uh, of the broadcast on, on, from Valley Sports on what their record was in the second end of a back-to-back. Front end of a back-to-back, four, four, and two. 
right, right at right at five hundred. Second end of back to back, two, five, and three. The graphics said two, but after last night's game, it made it three uh, there for for the Panthers. So not not great at the second end of a back to back. But in this upcoming stretch, their second end of a back to back in both occasions come at the Flyers and at the Canadians. But both on the road, though, which the Panthers haven't fared well fared well on the road. But opportunities against non-playoff teams, and, and the schedule has quite a few teams that are not qualifying for the postseason. Like we mentioned, Philly, Montreal, but and Montreal twice, actually. Uh, but then the, the Toronto Maple Leafs three times yeah. in that stretch, which <laughs> is frustrating. Yeah. But Ryan O'Reilly's not not playing. Uh, he, I think he'll be out until the the start of the postseason. Uh, so that's a little bit of a uh, of a break for the Panthers. But you're sure, we're gonna now they keep... only have five star forwards to face. Yeah, only five. <laughs> but but and then uh, and then the New York Rangers. We're gonna take ha- see a look of the Vladimir Tarasenko, Patrick Kane, New York Rangers. But that's only once yeah. there too. And of course the a big game against the New Jersey Devils, which Nick, Nick Fairbanks and I have talked about how their last year's ver this year's version of the Florida Panthers, uh, which it's, it's going to be, it's going to be rough because I like the New Jersey Devils as a team, mm-hmm. but there's an opportunity that they could get. I, I, I think they're a first round exit based on how good New York has, has loaded up. But so the, the schedule, as far as the back-to-backs, I think it looks great um, coming up for for the Panthers on the on the road, and still a great opportunity against non playoff teams. It's just those three games against the Leafs, one against the Rangers, and uh, and I, I think Carolina will likely be resting their starters um, in in the in the last game of the season. So you can be, kind of throw that one away, right? Yeah. Now I, I I when I look at their schedule now, I'm kind of thinking like, where is it going to be best to slide in Alex Lyon? um for a game because as much as you ride in bob you can't go the rest of the season with bob so correct i kind of think you're starting to look ahead what is best you know do you when you have a favorable matchup against let's say montreal canadians is that where you would go with the backup goalie or do you have to be like no we have to ensure we get these points these are the points we get and you go with that and maybe you look at one of those games against toronto where you know, maybe they're going to take us. That's where you throw in the backup and give Bob his break. So I'm kind of interested to see how they're going to finish out the season with uh, with the goaltending situation and and what they'll do there. I don't know. You got any thoughts on on where you give Bob it, it, a break it, in this? If anything, it would be on the on the back end. Yeah, get that. Get that. Try to get that first one out of the way. Mm-hmm. If anything, right? Um, honestly. I could see it. I could see Alex Lyons start come against the Flyers because uh, that that team is in shambles right now. Oh, yeah. um, or Danny right, Briere <laughs> taking yeah. over that. And listen, the the Montreal game was when Alex Lyon came in when Sergey Bobrovsky got hurt the last go round. So yeah, an, that's an, right. An, an opportunity uh, there for Alex Lyons to still and he was he was the reason why the Florida Panthers made that comeback against the Bruins right before the all-star break too. So sure. uh, we, we've seen some flashes of the, of the, of the veteran journeyman for, for the Panthers. He will get, he will likely get a game in, in the past situation with these four days off, it was the right decision to yes. put Sergey Bobrovsky out there with the one day gaps after mm, gonna, gonna be, gonna be uh, 
going to definitely – Paul Maurice is definitely going to be asked that question on, on when's he going to get a game. He's going to get one. Uh, yep. That's for sure. So we'll, we'll be determining that, but we won't need to worry about that for yet another week uh, here uh, when we talk about this Panthers team. So, Alex, I want to thank you once again for joining me on this Sunday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Another Sunday with Slump completed. Uh, I want to thank you so much as always. Tell everybody where they can find you online. Yeah, thanks again for having me, man. It's always fun doing the show with you. And uh, yeah, if you want to check out some of my other stuff, fullpresshockey.com, you can catch some of my articles there. And then follow me on Twitter. You see it right there at the bottom, at Alex Slep. So that's where you can catch all my uh, Florida Panthers coverage. So, but uh, yeah, thanks again for having me. I look forward to being here uh, next Sunday. Uh, awesome, Alex. And I will see you next Sunday. And thank you once again. Take care. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time. The Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen of the day, Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Locked On Game to Game NHL on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. So I'm Armando Velez with Alex Slim. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.